Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Radio Sega's History of Sonic, Act 3. If you're joining us at this rather late stage, you're already um, a good 12 years out of the loop. Because in Act 1, we went through the classic era from Sonic the Hedgehog 16-bit all the way up to Sonic R released on the Sega Saturn in 1997. Um, and then in Act 2, which was last week, we went from Sonic Adventure in 1998 and finished with Sonic Rivals 2 um, on the Sony PlayStation Portable um, all the way up into 2007. And um, whilst we're here, and before we start the show proper, I'd like to apologise. Um, it came to my attention whilst I was following comments from the show from last week um, that it turns out the four kids uh, actors um, weren't actually a part of Sonic Heroes. Um, they actually started on uh, Shadow of the Hedgehog some two years later. So I do apologise for that. I thought that they were indeed um, a part of uh, Sonic Heroes. And it turns out the only four kids actor who was was actually um, Mike Pollock, who voiced Dr. Eggman. So there we go. Shows what I know, and the <laughs> here's the history of Sonic with fact with incorrect facts. Ah, uh, never mind. Right, well, let's get straight on, shall we? So we're into Act Three of um, the history of Sonic, and that puts us in the year 2008. So that's eight years ago, and unless you're listening to this in a completely different um, time, um, in which case it could be nine years ago, it's definitely not any less than eight. Unless you're a time traveller and you've somehow taken this podcast into the past. Um, so the first game that I can see that came out in 2008 was a sequel to Sonic Riders, um, some two years after the first game came out. Uh, Sonic Riders Zero Gravity, or Shooting Star Story, if for some bizarre reason you're... Um, Japanese and you like the Japanese name. Um, Sonic Riders Zero Gravity, as we want to call it here, uh, came out on the PS2 and on the Wii. Uh, so it was the first of the Riders, well, the first and the only of the Riders games to come out on the Wii. Um, I haven't actually played it. <laughs> I've played the first and third games in the Sonic Riders series, not the second one, which I do own on PS2, I just haven't got around to playing it yet. So, who knows if it's any good. Um, I think it did have some cameos though from Knights and other people in, so that's something. Um, obviously the way the history of Sonic goes, by now you'll probably be aware, is we talk uh, about the games that are going to be played in the next uh, music section. Um, being told, apparently, Sonic Riders Zero Gravity did not come out on PS2 in Japan. So it only came out on the Wii in Japan, which is a bit weird. Um, after Sonic Riders Zero Gravity, there's a rather interesting game coming. Um, when it was announced, it was seen mostly as the greatest ever idea of a game um, to exist. Sega were commissioning um, a Sonic role-playing game from the makers of the um, some of the best Western RPGs at the time. 
Um, you'll know who I'm talking about. We're talking about Bioware. Oh yes. So, Bioware and um, Sega seemed like a combination that was just too good to be true, and unfortunately it was, because Sega and Bioware ended up making a Sonic RPG for the Nintendo DS. And whilst it's pretty decent, um, the storyline's not half bad, uh, the music is known for being pretty good, but poorly, poorly... Um, I want to say rendered. rendered. Rendered is not the right word. Uh, compressed. There we go. But however, after that, and as a result, it kind of got really bad reviews and people like to forget that it existed. Um, Sonic Chronicles uh, liked to think of itself as the first part of... Well, there was definitely a sequel uh, planned at some point. But during development of the game, Bioware got bought out by EA. And knowing that Sega and EA aren't exactly best of friends... Um, it turned out that, in the end, any potential plans for a sequel were shelved, and, yeah, sad times for all. Sonic's history did not get much better. <laughs> we were talking at the back end of last week that, um, of last week's part, that um, Sonic kind of went through a bit of an odd phase from about sort of 2003 onwards and unfortunately it wasn't to get any better with the reveal of his next game on the PS3, 360, PS2 and the Wii. Um, we are indeed talking about Sonic Unleashed otherwise known as Sonic World Adventure in Japan um, further proving that for all of those people who wanted Sonic Adventure 3 to come out it came out eight years ago. Sonic Unleashed is a bit of a strange animal in that the PS2 and Wii versions are better than the 360 and PS3 ones, um, despite the fact that the, the uh, main versions were clearly the PS3 and uh, 360 versions. Um, and yet, you know, the uh, last-gen versions were even were better, because they didn't have the stupid searching for Sun and Moon medals, instead you were just given them. Um, and whilst the music was amazing, it was seen by many as yet another misstep um, in the main series of Sonic games, especially after the last uh, main Sonic game, which was Sonic 06. They thought, um, most reviewers thought that it was impossible for the game to get any worse, or for the series to get on any worse, and unfortunately it did. Um, but you know, we got some wicked music, as this music batch is about to reveal. So, if you want to share some comments and uh, talk along, you can send a message in Discord, you can send a message in the IRC, um, or you can send a message on Twitter, which is being so wonderfully manned by Twinny this evening, so I'm sure if there's anything he needs to tell me, he'll tell me. Um, so, yeah, we've got, in this music batch, we have got Sonic Riders Zero Gravity, Followed by Sonic Chronicles The Dark Brotherhood. Not that anyone uses the subtitle anymore because, you know, there's only one game now, so it's best just to call it Sonic Chronicles. And then after that, we've got it dubbed as Sonic World Adventure because that's what the soundtrack called it, but you might know it as Sonic Unleashed. You're listening to the History of Sonic Act 3. My name is Gavi and this is Radio Sega.
And we're back! That was Sonic World Adventure and Rooftop Run Day, which I know is a bit of an obvious one, but hey! Um, before that, another obvious one, Sonic Chronicles Dark Brotherhood and Battle 4, because, yeah, as we said, you know, the compression of the soundtrack is not great, so it's kind of hard to pick a good track on that. And then before that, through traffic from Sonic Riders and the Zero Sonic Riders and the Zero Gravity. Hmm. Yeah, that's not what I meant. Um. Right. So now they were all the games that came out in 2008. Um, which takes us very swiftly on to 2009, and the second and last of the Sonic Storybook series, which came out on the Wii. We're talking about Sonic and the Black Knight. Which was a um, an okay game, I guess. It was all a bit a bit weird in the fact that it, it kind of all of a sudden controlled very differently to what Sonic and the Secret Rings did. And whilst the storyline um, was sort of pretty decent, you know, based on uh, instead of being based on Alibaba and the Forty Thieves and the Arabian Nights and all that sort of thing, instead now it's it's based on the Legend of King Arthur. Um, it kind of caused a little bit of controversy because Sega double-backed on um, one of their most famous pledges that Sonic would never have a weapon, um, and yet then all of a sudden he had a sword. Which, you know, is fine for like Arthurian legend and all, but still, when you say you're going to do one thing to then turn around and do the complete opposite only a few short years later, because they'd said it in the... Um, backlash of Shadow the Hedgehog, that Sonic will never have a weapon, and then all of a sudden, along came Black Knight, and he's got a sword. Um, so, hey-ho. Um, the other two games in this, uh, in this batch are the second Mario and Sonic games, because Mario and Sonic in the um, Winter Olympics uh, came out in 2009, as you'd probably be aware if you went to Summer of Sonic 2009, because you got to play it exclusive. It was um, an exclusive play in the uh, in the Summer of Sonic convention of that year, and I played it, and yeah, pretty decent, and I still bought it because I'm stupid, but yeah, it's, it's not too bad. Um, we've, the reason we've got two versions is because it came out on the Wii, and it was also the first Mario and Sonic game to come out on the DS. So... It was kind of a little bit different on the DS because you didn't have the Wii U balance board and... Uh, the Wii U balance board? The Wii balance board uh, to play certain games with, like snowboarding and bobsledding. Um, instead, like, sort of utilising the touch touchscreen for most little things. And it was popular enough that uh, four years later, when the um, next Mario and Sonic game came out, that they would use, uh, they would yet again bring it out on a on the Wii, but they would also bring it out on the 3DS. So in your next talk, uh, in your next music bed, when we get to that, we've got Sonic and the Black Knight, and then the two Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Winter Games. Um, which I'm going to actually rename one of them because I've just noticed it's got the wrong name.
Yep, wicked. So there we go. Um, Super Matty Mouse in the IRC saying the 2008 Olympics were on the DS. Mario and Sonic. Um, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games only came out on the Wii. It didn't come out on the DS. There wasn't a DS version. As far as I'm aware, if there is a DS version, I've never played it. And I've never seen it anywhere. It was the 2010 Olympics were the first ones that came out. So, right. It's time to continue on with some more music. While I find something to talk about about the games that came out in 2010. Because boy oh boy oh boy. We've got some good ones in this next batch, I tell ye. Um, yes, so we've got Sonic and the Black Knight, in, which is the second and final um, game that came out on the Sonic Storybook series, and indeed was the first um, game in the series to actually be called the Sonic Storybook series. So the first game wasn't even called that, the second game was though. It's all a bit weird. Um, and then we've got a duo from Mario and Sonic at the Winter Olympics. First of all, the Wii version, and then last of all, the uh, the 3D, uh, the, the, the DS version. I'm going to keep getting my handholds mixed up tonight. I do apologise.
That was Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Winter Games on the Nintendo DS. Yeah, great white! And um, Super Sonic Downhill. Um, before that, uh, the Wii version of Olympic Winter Games and the main theme. And then prior to that, an absolutely banging track. I've never listened to it before, um, which is probably a lie. No doubt I've um, I've heard it before when playing Sonic and the Black Knight. Um, Dragon's Lair. Uh, Sir Sonic's Route. If I said Sir Sonic's Route, that, that might be when he becomes like Super Sonic. Oh no, that's Excalibur. He calls himself Excalibur Sonic, doesn't he? Ignore me! Right, so that was 2009 in the history of Sonic. So we've had two years with only three games in each. Well, 2010 was where it all started to happen. Yep, we started to prepare for Sonic's 20th anniversary with a couple of um, really interesting um, games, basically. Uh, the first one that came out is, is kind of funny, really, because because of its nature, we don't have any music from the... Um, the console versions. Instead, the track that I'm going to be playing from this particular game is from the DS version, um, because the, the the music that was used in the PS3, 360, Wii, and PC releases were all basically the same tracks from other games. Um, whereas on the DS version, there were still tracks from other games, um, but they turned out to be like sort of slightly modified. We're talking, of course, about Sumo Digital's second slant at a um, all-star Sega franchise. Um, after Sega Superstars Tennis, which has not been included in uh, this uh, History of Sonic special because well, it doesn't have Sonic in the name, even though Sonic was in the game, um, the second slant was Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing. Um, I really don't need to tell you what that is. Um, whilst it didn't have any downloadable characters, it was quite notable because the Xbox 360 version also featured Banjo-Kazooie, making it the rather stupidly um, long-named Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing featuring Banjo and Kazooie. Um, because, you know, apparently Microsoft wanted the featuring Banjo-Kazooie to be a part of the title. So it was a part of the title. On the box, anyway. In the game, it was still called Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing. Um, and yes, as you might have gathered, it's like Mario Kart, but with Sonic. And as you might have gathered, it's a very, very good game. Um, still brilliant. This uh, All these years later. Six years ago, that game came out. And so Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing was, alongside Olympic Winter Games, um, playable at Summer of Sonic 2009, even though it was nowhere near release when, um, when it was coming out, uh, when it was playable. It was nowhere near. In fact, we started playing it in the um, August of 2009, and it didn't come out until February the, the, uh, the following year, in the UK at least. And after All-Stars Racing, well... You'll know this next, you'll know it, and you'll know the game as being a track that everybody, and I mean everybody, looked forward to, and then it came out, and then everyone was just like, no, you're joking, how have you made this so bad? We're talking about a return to Sonic's 2D heritage in 
Um, Sonic 4, Episode 1. And yes, I'm, I'm getting a lot wrong today. I do apologise. I'm very generally pretty good at fact-checking, and it seems that for some reason I'm not quite doing a good job of it today. Um, first of all, yes, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games did come out on the DS, and yes, also, Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing did have DLC. Um on the PS3 and 360 and it was the Def Egg track with Metal Sonic and also you had Ryo in his, uh, Ryu Hazuki in his um, in his forklift uh, forklift truck um, so yeah I don't know why that why that completely slipped my mind I'm going to try and be a bit more careful about what I'm talking about now because otherwise we're going to get it wrong again but yes Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing um, is our first track in this next music block. After that, we've got Sonic the Hedgehog 4 Episode 1. Now, let's be honest with you. When we're trying to think about our um, favourite Sonic 4 Episode 1 tracks, and there aren't many of them, uh, the one that comes to my mind is actually a track that existed back in 1996. And that's all I'm going to tell you about that one. Die-hard fans will know what I'm talking about! Um... And then after Sonic 4 Episode 1, we're talking about missteps, there was a giant one. Um, it in the, in the mid to late 2000s, the Sonic franchise became known as that franchise that's got good music, but doesn't got good games. Yep, the games were terrible, but the music was outstandingly good. Um, to promote Microsoft's Kinect add-on for the Xbox 360, Sega decided that they would bring out a new Sonic Riders game called Sonic Free Riders, and they fully bought into the whole "you are the controller" spiel that Microsoft gave people, and completely took controller options out of the game. So, if you weren't actually all that mobile, but you loved the Sonic Riders series, this game was not for you. If you were mobile and you loved the Sonic Riders series, this game still was not for you, as the controls were utterly unresponsive, and trying to get anywhere near a first place finish is virtually impossible, especially when you consider that the game does not have a tutorial and no instruction manual to speak of whatsoever. Bloody difficult. Not, not very fun at all. So... Yeah, that was. I'd love to say that's 2010 in a nutshell, but it would it would be redeemed with a game that came out towards the end of the same year. In fact, I believe it came out only a couple of weeks after Sonic Free Riders, but that's not a part of this music block. So, whilst 2010 was the series was the year where Sonic started to reach its low point, it's also the year where it started to kind of move up a little bit. But that's not part of this. That is going to be something that we'll probably start talking about in the second hour. As it's time to move into our next music block, we go into Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing with a track from the DS version of the soundtrack because we, we don't have the console versions because the music's in other games already. Um, and then we go into Sonic the Hedgehog 4 Episode 1 released on everything except the PlayStation Vita or the 3DS. And let's be honest, if you fell for that uh, Radio Sega April Fool's joke, then brilliant, I love it. And we're finishing off with Sonic Free Riders with a track that I only listened to once and pretty much fell in love with because it's brilliant. I, I like it a lot. And it's not free, and quite thankfully it's not the Crush 40 version of free either. Hooray!
I was trying to talk without the microphone turned on. Yes. <laughs> if Act 1 was good and Act 2 was terrible, Act 3... Well, Act 3 is going to be shit, isn't it? Let's not beat around the bush. Sorry if you're a child listening to this, but, you know, we're an adult station for adult people. Right, okay, let me hurry up very quickly. Um, this is Sonic Freeriders and the theme of Rocky Ridge, and that was what Twinny used to call Shake It Baby, because apparently that's the only lyrics that are in there. Um, before that, we have Sonic Hedgehog 4, Episode 1, and the bo- Dr. Eggman boss battle music, which is um, very well known as the unused boss battle music from June Sonoy's version of Sonic 3D on the Mega Drive! Hooray! And now we've all caught up. <sighs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Should we just stop and start again? Should we just, just cancel the show and start again? <laughs> oh, please hang me now. Um, right, well. Prior to Sonic Hedgehog 4, we had Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing on the DS and Ultra Heaven. And I've no idea what Ultra Heaven is. Um, I, it sounds like it's from Samba de Amigo, but haven't got a clue. Not the foggiest. Super Matty Mouse said that he didn't know that um, the Sonic 4 uh, um, music, uh, the Sonic 4 Episode 1 boss battle music, was from Sonic 3D um, on the Mega Drive. Well, here you go, my friend. We did this back in Act 1, uh, when we decided to play the Sonic Drift music, which was oh so clearly um, a remix of Sonic and Knuckles. So just to prove that the music from Sonic the F- Sonic Hedgehog 4 Episode 1, whilst sounding like drowned cats, is also from a game that came out 14 years earlier, well, this is all the proof you're going to need. So there you go, that's the Sonic 4 boss theme, but from 14 years before Sonic 4. Magic. Um, okay. Apparently Ultra Heaven from Sega All Stars Racing is from Super Monkey Ball. Good to know, figured that one out. Right, so 2010, before we went into the last music break, um, we were talking about the fact that the Sonic fr- that 2010 was when the Sonic franchise started to build itself up a little bit. And that's with an exclusive game that came out on the Wii, which, funnily enough for Sega's credit, they haven't actually managed to release on every, any other console since, despite it being six years old. We're talking about, of course, Sonic Colors! And I didn't loop the talk bed! Yes! Yes, you are listening to the worst episode of History of Sonic known to man! Because not only have we played music from utterly terrible Sonic games, Gavin has apparently forgotten how a live show works. Yeah, 
Well, now we know why in November this whole thing's going to be bloody pre-recorded. <sighs> right, so Sonic Colors came out on the Wii and the DS. Um, we're only going to be playing music from the Wii version on tonight's show, because as it turns out, the Nintendo DS um, game had exactly the same soundtrack. It's it's slightly... It's compressed slightly differently, with it being a DS as opposed to a, um, a Wii. But, you know... It's the same soundtrack. There's literally no changes. So we've only put in the we only put in the um, Wii version for for today's show, um, and then that's the last game that came out in 2010. And the next game that we're going to be playing after that is a game that I don't think many people would have called adorable when they were thinking about it. Um, it's the very first game to have come out exclusively on a mobile console, and it's the very first game to have come out exclusively on the iOS format. And it was only out for a year, and then it got removed, and you could never download it again. And again, to their credit, Sega haven't released this game in the five years since it came out. Um, one game that they do seem to be loving a lot, though, is the one that came out after it. And the one that came out after it is the big one, ladies and gents. We're talking about the 20th anniversary game, which is very, which is known quite nicely as Sonic Generations! Hooray! Mina says it's like a hoover. I don't think she's talking about Sonic Generations. I think she's talking about the Xbox 360 because it's very loud. In fact, if it got any louder, what else is a Hoover? Generations is a Hoover. Why is it a Hoover? It sucked up all her time. There you go. That's a bad pun from my wife. Fantastic. Right, so, in this next talk bed, because quite frankly, if anything else goes wrong, I think the internet will destroy itself. We've got um, a track from Sick Colors on the Wii, and it's spelt without the U because we're evil. Um, and then we've got uh, the the only Sonic game that you could ever describe as totes adorbs. And then we've got Sonic Generations. And I hope you're sitting comfortably because when we get to Sonic Generations, you're going to be here for quite some time.
It's long, but that doesn't stop it from being awesome. Sonic Generations and its famous White Space Medley, um, included on the soundtrack for the game. Uh, that is a medley of every single White Space track in the uh, HD version of Sonic Generations. So that's the PS3, 360 and PC versions of Sonic's 20th anniversary game. Uh, before that, we had Sonic the Sketchhog and Act 1, um, also known as Sonic Freehand. I believe that's probably the Japanese name for it because, you know, Sonic the Sketchhog is clearly a um, an English-only name. Uh, it's adorable, adorable little game. And if you're wondering where you can play it, the answer is now you can't because it only came out for Sonic's 20th anniversary, and you can't download the app that you was able to play it through now. So if you've got it on iOS, fantastic. Otherwise, you'll have to scour the internet for one of those um, highly dubious, dubious APK files. If iPhones even have such a thing. And then before that, we had Sonic Colors versus Orcan and Scullion from um, the Wii version of Sonic Colors. I think the boss battle is, that same music is also used on the DS version as like Boss Battle 3 or something weird. It's got, got a stranger name. Um, yes. So we move on. Someone, uh, Ravseek in uh, Discord says, I wish there was a white space hub version for every stage on the OST. They're my favorite. There's no one there for most of them. It's just the, um, the, the, 3DS versions didn't have them for some reason. Um, so we continue on down our history of Sonic and we're getting closer and closer to present day, you know. We're not not that far off. Um, but first of all, with Sonic Generations on the, uh, on the HD consoles, we need to also remember that a rather poor version also came out on the uh, 3DS. Um, it was developed by Dimps, and Sonic Colors on the DS was pretty decent. Sonic Colors, uh, Sonic Generations on the 3DS, not at all decent. Not at all. Um, yeah, wasn't brilliant. <clears throat> but of course, you know, it was still more Sonic music uh, remixed in fantastic styles that you had to really sort of just enjoy. Um, for enjoyment's sake. Mina's playing with her neck with her guitar. Um, so after, in this next music break, after Sonic Generations on the 3DS, we have got uh, Mario and Sonic yet again! Because, you know, they started coming thick and fast at this point with Mario and Sonic at the London 2012 Olympic Games. Yeah, you know that, um... You know that game name's not too long. Well, it got longer. Um... <laughs> And that are the last two games released for Sonic's 20th anniversary. Now we're like a lot closer um, because after that, the next game that we've got in our next music break is Sonic the Hedgehog 4 Episode 2, which is a lot better than Episode 1. And um, yeah, I kind of wish they made a third episode really, but they didn't. They left it alone. That's a shame. Um, but yeah, Sonic Generations, not brilliant. Which is a shame. Real, real shame. Sonny on uh, Discord says, Isn't there a white space medley in the o um, on the soundtrack? Because I'm sure as hell know that there was. Yeah, I just played it. That's what you just listened to. If you're listening live to the stream, that's what you've just heard. 
Um, right, I'm going to sort of crack on a bit, because really, if we can, we might be able to finish the History of Sonic today. Um, and then, in that case, what will happen is uh, we can do something extra special for Act 4. So let's get straight on with it. We've got Sonic Generations from the 3DS, followed by Mario and Sonic at the London 2012 Olympics. Again, the soundtrack, as far as I can tell, was exactly the same through the Wii versions and the... Um, the uh, the 3DS ones. So this is whichever soundtrack you want it to be. It doesn't really matter. Um, and then after that, Sonic the Hedgehog 4 Episode 2 on every console, again, except the Vita and the 3DS. You're listening to History of Sonic Act 3, and I kind of hope that these next 35 minutes finish soon, because I am just keep getting things wrong, and it makes me sad.
That was White Park Zone. I wouldn't say White Space Zone then for some reason. Uh, White Park Zone Act 2 from Sonic 4 Episode 2. Which is a big improvement on Episode 1. Uh, but still not quite a good enough improvement. Because, well, you know. I was kind of feeling it was building up to something greater. And that uh, Sonic, the, Sonic the Hedgehog 4 Episode 3 and Knuckles or whatever would have been amazing. Um, but no, they didn't make an episode three, so hey-ho, never mind. Before that, Mario and Sonic at the London 2012 Olympic Games. And I'm going to try and pronounce this. I'm pronounce it wrong, I know I will. Um, event, fencing, epi, epi, I don't know. And uh, then before that, Sonic Generations on the Nintendo 3DS and Casino Night Zone Act 2. Otherwise known as the pinball table music if you've only played the um, HD version. And um, whilst it works very well for a pin pinball table, it doesn't work at all in the context of an actual level for a, uh, an actual Sonic game. So, never mind. So we're well into 2012 now for um, four years ago. And we're going into the very first of the um, Hard Light games. Hard Light being a UK developer who make games for mobile consoles. Uh, otherwise known as the mobile phones. And they brought out a game based on a, uh, a Sonic mobile game that came out years and years prior. Called Sonic Jump. Um, but of course we don't have the music for Sonic Jump on the mobiles. Which is why it's not on the History of Sonic shows. Instead we're focusing more on the Hard Light version. Which came out in 2012. Sonic Jump. It was a remake of Sonic Jump that came out previously. It's basically Doodle Jump. But with Sonic. Anything more we want to add? Not really. Um, also in 2012, um, if you thought Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing was good, then you probably love um, Sonic All-Stars Racing Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. Um... And that came out on everything. It was a Vita version, there was a 3DS version, it came out on the Wii U. It didn't come out on the Wii, actually. Might have come out on the Wii. Nope, I'm gonna go with it didn't. Um, there's a PS3 version, a 360 version, a, a PC version, which had loads of DLC, even though Sega said they were gonna support DLC with the game. They did on um, PC and nowhere else, which was infuriating, really. Because, you know, I wanted it. Um, so yes, Sonic and Racing, uh, Sonic and All Stars Racing transformed fantastic uh, music in this game, um, and then the next, and then after that, um, Hardlight came back, and they proved they weren't quite messing about because not only did they very very quickly get um, Sonic Jump out, but then after that they went straight on with um, another game called Sonic Dash and I bet you can't guess what that game was um, was based on yeah it's on Temple Run wasn't it um, so yeah your next batch of three tracks here then taking us through the rest of 2012 and into 2013 are Sonic Jump Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed and Sonic Dash
That was the main menu theme from Sonic Dash, um, and then prior to that, the newly renamed Menus Radio Sega Mega Mix. Um, I had it saved as the front end Mega Mix once upon a time, but decided to rename it. Uh, that's from Sonic and Sega. Uh, that's from Sonic All Stars Racing Transformed. Um, it's basically all of the menu themes mixed up into a nice little track in their own right. Pretty good fun. Um, and then before that, Cosmic Zone from Sonic Jump. So we are now into 2013. You might remember this as the year where Sega and Sonic Team decided that Super Mario Galaxy was a good game and that they would try and make their own Super Mario Galaxy and they call it Sonic Lost World. And it recently came out on Steam. Well, recently is in last year, but hey, recently. Um in fact, it might even have been earlier this year. Who knows? I can't remember. Time goes so quickly. Um, so yes, Sonic Lost World was actually a really good game. I don't think it got as much credit as people would have wanted to give it. It came out on the Wii U and the 3DS, and again, the soundtrack was the same on both consoles, so only the Wii U version is um, represented here. Um, it was also the part. It was also part of a three-game exclusivity deal with Sonic and Nintendo. Hey, where's the last time we heard that before? Hi, Sonic Colors. Um, so, Sonic Lost World was the first game. The second game was the then impossibly, uh, impossibly name long-named Mario and Sonic at the Sochi 2014 Olympic Winter Games, which came out on the Wii U. There wasn't a 3DS version for this game, and it's kind of not hard to see why because um, it's terrible. It's a really bad game. It's by far the worst of the Mario and Sonics, and I haven't even played London 2012. So really, really high praise for a game that I haven't played if I know in my heart of hearts that it is nowhere near as bad as Sochi 2014. Utterly awful. Not a fun game at all. Um, and yeah, Sonic Dash, Sonic Lost World and Mario and Sonic Sochi 2014, they're the only games that came out in 2013. We then move into Sonic uh, into 2014 and Hardlight are at it again with another Sonic Jump. But this time, unlike Sonic Jump being like a sequel, you know, making a sequel to Sonic Jump, they brought out a game called Sonic Jump Fever, which is basically Sonic Jump but a little bit more time-based because they found that Sonic Dash was really popular and they needed to have some sort of social element to social to Sonic Jump. So it was literally the easiest game to develop at the time, I would imagine. Um, we're going to crack straight on with some more music because we are going to finish the timeline tonight and I'm going to tell you tonight what Act 4 will entail. So, just so you let you know, after Sonic Jump Fever, we only have five more songs to play. <gasps> Nearing the end of the timeline, we are coming racing up at supersonic speed to the year 2016 and the most recent Sonic game released. But first, here's a game from impossibly three years ago. It's Sonic Lost World from the Wii U.
you ever want to see the definition of phoning it in, go download Sonic Jump, and then download Sonic Jump Fever. The two games are almost identical, only one of them you pay for and it doesn't have a time limit, and the other one you don't pay for and it has a very big time limit. Um, and yeah, other than some slight variations in music, and I'm talking slight variations in music, the two games are exactly the same soundtrack-wise as well. That was Mechanical Zone from Sonic Jump Fever, and then before that, from Super Mario Sunshine, because really I didn't have a lot of choice when it came to the Mario and Sonic at the Sochi 2014 Olympic Winter Games soundtrack. Uh, that was uh, Delfino Plaza, Coin Street, and before that we had Sonic Lost World, Midnight Owl. So, Sonic Lost World in 2013 was the first Nintendo exclusive game. Mario and Sonic at Sochi 2014 was the second Mario uh, Nintendo exclusive game. What? I hear you scream. Was the third? Well, you should know because... Well, I'd say you should know. No one bought it. <laughs> so, really, um, nobody would know. It was, it, it's kind of a, an exclusive in two parts. Yeah, we're talking about... Um, Sonic Boom, Sonic Boom, Sonic Boom, Rise of Lyric on the Wii U, and the slightly better Shattered Crystal on the uh, on the 3DS. Uh, both of those games, alongside Sonic Jump Fever, came out in 2014 and made up the 2014 contingent of the um, well of the everything um, of the of the history of Sonic, and then. You know, the less said about Sonic, um, the less said about Sonic Boom, the better. Rise of Lyric kind of feels like it'd have been okay if it had about six months more work put into it. The storyline is really well written. Um, it's actually a pretty, pretty well written game. Um, graphically, it looked a lot better on the Cry Engine than it did before they decided that the Cry Engine should also be butchered onto the Wii U, a console that had never run Cry Engine in its life, and. Yeah, you know, when they said, oh, Big Red Button are from the developers behind Uncharted and Crash Bandicoot, what they meant was they worked for Naughty Dog, but they didn't have anything to do with the mo very popular Uncharted or Crash Bandicoot franchises. They were probably just the guys who felt, yo, we can do this on our own, and unfortunately proved that they couldn't do it on their own. Because um, it's a bit of a pile of bobbins. Um, then Sonic Boom Shattered Crystal came out at the same time, and slightly better. Um, Sanzaru games are now hard at work at Sonic Boom Fire and Ice, and apparently it's a lot better, so that's um, reassuring. But, you know, the game did get delayed from a 2015 release to a uh, fall 2016 one. So it's not a part of this show, because, you know, game's not out yet, innit? So, and then Sonic Runners, which at the time of this show going to air is still a game. Um, but in the next sort of three to four weeks, will unfortunately be closing its virtual doors for the last time as um, Sega have decided it's not worth running it anymore. And although it was a pretty decent endless runner game, it did just didn't generate as much money or as many downloads as Sonic Dash did. And um, yeah, it's a shame really because when you look at Sonic Dash or Sonic Runners, Sonic Runners has got the better soundtrack. Right. Here's something that I'm about to tell you, and it's going to rock your world. So the next two tracks I'm going to play you are Sonic Boom, Rise of Lyric, and um, Sonic Boom, Shattered Crystal. Now, I need you to do something for me, dear listener. Please. 
While you're listening to the next track, what I need you to do is, um, I need you to pretend that you're not listening to Sonic Boom music. I need you to think, just, just try and picture it in your mind. This is not a Sonic soundtrack. This is not a Sonic game. And even if it is, it's not Sonic Boom. Because I swear, I listened to the whole soundtrack three times over. Like, trying to find a good song. And I have found that the soundtrack for Rise of Lyric, whilst not a stereotypically Sonic soundtrack, is stunning. It's seriously good. And this next track is an example of it. Um, the Shattered Crystal soundtrack's not too bad either. So, you know, suspend your belief for that one as well. And then we finish with Sonic Runners. And then after that, we've only got two more tracks to play. Yes, we're overrunning, but we're not going into Act 4 with only two songs to play. We're getting this finished tonight.
Well, that was a strange parade, wasn't it? Aha! You see what I did there? That was Strange Parade from Sonic Runners. Uh, released in 2015, only last year. Yeah. The game only just got... managed to squeak over a year old. Um, well, unless you, you got the Japanese release, in which case it sort of, you know, came out in February last year, so it's, got, it's well over a year old. Before that, Sonic Boom Shattered Crystal on the 3DS and Robot Facility... Oh, I've got hiccups. Robot Facility Act 2. And then before that, Sonic Boom Rise of Lyric and Undersea Bolt. Um, both of those uh, Sonic Boom games came out in 2014. So we've only got two games left. Sonic Runners from 2015 um, was the first of two Endless Runner games to come out. Because, yep, we're back to that. Oh, not, it's Hardlight again. Who decided, uh, who, well, I say decided, got told that they should release another Sonic Dash game because the first one was so good. Um, and then they brought out another one, and it was called Sonic Dash 2. Which is, you know, are you surprised? Um, and yeah, it was uh, it was based on Sonic Boom, because of course it was. And it's not half bad, it's not as good as Sonic Dash, but it's not half bad. The music's better though. Um, and then we finish... We finish tonight with um, one final track. Which is the most recent release. It came out on the 3DS um, a couple of weeks ago. And it's coming out on the Wii U this coming Thursday. Or this past Thursday if you happen to be listening to this show a week late for whatever reason. And I don't know why because we're not podcasting this until the fourth episode's done. So, you know, all references to time are thereby irrelevant. Um, yeah, 23rd of June. Sonic's actual 25th anniversary. So that makes this game Sonic's actual 25th anniversary game which is crazy I'm actually kind of thinking I should go into a shop and buy it or at least I would if I was off I'm off on the 24th maybe I'll go into a game a game shop and buy it um, because it's it's a, it's an actual 25th anniversary game and it's amazing 25 years and that's this is how far we've come 25 years after Sonic the Hedgehog 1 on the Mega Drive we have come to Mario and Sonic at the Rio 2016 Olympic Games and I would say it's a Radio Sega exclusive but the track I've chosen you might have already heard um, Casey did say uh, last week when I found the soundtrack that he's already played a track from this game on the station already um, so we'll play two we'll play these last two tracks these are the final two tracks of the timeline and then we've reached it. We've gone in three weeks from 1991 to 2016. And after that, I will tell you what we're doing next week on the final episode of Radio Sega's History of Sonic.
And we are done! Hooray! Thank you to everybody for tuning in over the past three weeks for the history of song... Wait, hang on. We're not quite done yet. Because, as it turns out, we said we were doing the history of Sonic for every single week in June. And we started on the 4th of June with Sonic the Hedgehog 16-bit. Then we moved on to the 11th of June and started with Sonic Adventure. And then we was in the 18th of June and we started with Sonic Riders Zero Gravity. But now we're finished. So when we get to the 25th of June, which is next week, what are we going to do? Well, this final song is probably going to explain it to you. And if you don't quite figure out what we're doing from this, well, stay tuned to Radio Sega um, next week where we will explain it to you. Because, you know, it should make sense. And if it doesn't make sense, then um, I'm really sorry. But, you know, you should, you should figure it out. I'd like to think you'll figure it out. Ladies and gentlemen, my name has been Gavi. Um, you've been listening to the History of Sonic. For the past three weeks, we have gone through the... Um, well, the history of Sonic music. As I say, you know, once again, we started in 1991 with Sonic the Hedgehog on the 16-bit on the Mega Drive. And we went through every single game that uh, that Radio Sega has a soundtrack for, with the exception of uh, Sonic Eraser, because that's not a Sonic game. That's just a puzzle game that's got a Sonic sprite in it. Um, but you'll probably notice that there's a certain genre of music tracks that I kept away from the show. Um... And I did that on purpose because I wanted to know that if I needed to go into um, a fourth show, or if I needed to pad an extra show, I needed to know what to do. So next week, on the History of Sonic Act 4, we're going to be going back into chronological order, but we're going to be removing songs that don't have this particular genre of music in. And we're going to be going through the History of Sonic in a totally different format. And... I think we'll probably get to the end of this one because there aren't that many songs. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this following song is going to reveal to you the theme of the fourth and final act of the history of Sonic. My name is Ben Gavi. You've been listening to Radio Sega. And um, the voice of Sega starts in about an hour. Unless you're listening to this on podcast, in which case it can start whenever you want because shock horror, it's a podcast. You could listen to it as soon as the show's finished if you want. It's really up to you. I'll see you next week for Act 4. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what we'll be doing.
Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.